Hello and welcome to the Scottish Clans. I'm Clint. Thank you so much for joining me. Whether you are brand new to this subject of Scottish Clans, you just found out that your surname is Scottish, you or one of your ancestors' surnames is Scottish, or maybe you've been studying this for a long time. Either way, this is a great place for you to land. We don't just talk about the general history of Scotland. We specifically dial in on the clans of Scotland and or, or leading kindreds throughout, whether it's Highland, Lowland. We're interested in all of them. We cover stuff on the borders. We cover stuff in the Highlands the of the Isles, the Western Seaboard, or the Eastern Highlands, Caithness and Sutherland in the very north. All over the country, we're interested in not only how clans operated and actually functioned despite all of the romantic imagery and things that have popped up over the ages. We're not only interested in that, but we're also interested in just the cool stories that happened. Such a colorful history, so thank you for joining me. We're going to actually allow you to kind of dive deeper into some of the things that maybe don't get looked at as much like some of the clans that the clans you and I would recognize came out of, but they didn't never get recognized. Or maybe the fact that there's a connection between certain clans doesn't get brought up very much or very often. So thank you for joining me today. If you have any desire to dive further into some more resources, I've got some things over at scottish-clans.com that you might be interested in. I've got some additional resources that I put access to on there. Um, I've got an online course. If you want to go to a link to the all the other episodes, if you don't have it on your platform you're living, uh, listening to right now, a lot of resources over at that website, scottish-clans.com. If you want to contribute, you like your return listener and you're finding value in what I'm doing here and you want to contribute, even if it's just a little bit, please feel free to go over to scottish-clans.com forward slash team and there I'll try to make it as, as made it as easy as possible. Um, whether it's the cost of a drink or the cost of a, a medium-priced book. You can go over there and it can be one time or you can follow a different link and go to a subscription type thing. And I'm actually working on some products right now with a friend of mine that we will be offering to people who are patron, patrons of this podcast. All right, now let's get into the, the reason that you clicked on this episode, pre-clan clans. So we're leaving the time period that we were in last time. We spent a a few episodes in the 1600s talking about the Scottish Civil War and the Highland Charge and which clans were a part of that whole thing. Uh, Really interesting stuff there. If you're just brand new, the first thing you're doing is listening to this episode. There's lots of other things to listen to after you get done with this. So Feel free to go back, but we're changing time periods and we're bouncing back in time to the formation of a lot of the clans as we would recognize them. Clans as we would recognize them, a lot of them came out of the 1100s. They were born in the 11, somewhere between the 11 and the 13, early 1300s. All right, the clans that you might recognize, you might go to a Sinclair station and refuel and get some gas there. Well, Guess what? Same time period. 1100s are coming into Scotland. Um, that At that time, you more see them as St. Clair. Or maybe you're looking at the... You're going by a McDonald's. So now we're getting into the McSorley clans. By McSorley clans, I mean the clans that are descended from Summerlid. In Gaelic, it sounds more like Sowerla. 
and we've brought that into English as sorely. And those clans that are descended from this famous warlord who died in 1164, you have the McDonald's, the McRory's, and the McDougal's. So, and there's a name that you see regularly, especially in the case of McDonald. The Mackays, they may date as far back as the 1000s, but certainly at least to the 1100s. And I'm not going to go too far back in there, but they may descend from the leading, some of the leading kindreds of the Canal Lorne. This goes clear back to ancient, ancient days with the kingdom of Dalriada before there ever was a Scotland. The Campbells were already a clan with various lands in the 1200s. If you want to read about the Campbells and their origins, try Stephen Boardman's work on the Campbells. And to use an example from my own family tree, the man named Parlin, from whom the MacFarlands descend, he died in 1309. So you have this, the span there of this typical time frame where most of the clans, as we would recognize them, come from. All right, so those are some clans that we know, maybe know people with those last names today. However, these same clans that we are familiar with emerged from earlier clans, some of which are quite obscure. Now, here I'm going to list several examples of clans that emerged out of earlier clans. And I think this is really interesting. And so if listen for your connection, your clan connection, or the clan connection of somebody you know, and maybe you can share this with somebody. Maybe you know somebody whose last name is Ross, and you can share with them where they're an, an earlier clan that they came from. So yeah, that's the one that we're going to start off with is Clan Ross. The Clan Ross descend from Ferker MacIntaggart. Now, I've done a whole other episode about him and his contribution to the formation of Scotland. He was a pretty big deal. Now, he became the Mormaer or Earl of Ross in the first half of the 13th century, so the first half of the 1200s. Yet, Ferker came from a kindred who we don't hear much about today, and their name was Obiolan. That was the name of the kindred from whom he descended. And they had connections. Uh, a lot of this is conjecture and speculation, but with the with Applecross over on the West Coast, and then other people disagree and say, no, he was from solidly Easter Ross. But we're talking about the very north of Scotland. Uh, not the very north, not Caithness North, but like around Inverness, that area. That would be the, the biggest place, in that, the biggest city in that area. So the Obiolan surname was kept by the Earls of Ross for a few generations after Ferker. Yet the name of the earldom, Ross, eventually swallowed up the earlier name, and Obiolan fell out of use as a surname, okay? So the first, so Ferker and a few generations after him who were the Earls of Ross were still using the surname of Obiolan. And then eventually one of the subsequent Earls of Ross decided to use the name Ross as his style, as his surname, it stuck the the clan that descended from this line. They became known as Clan Ross instead of Obiolan. I think the Obiolan, as I've mentioned in some other episodes, is a really interesting example of the O instead of the Mac. Now, I one of my early episodes was called Mac versus O, and I explained the difference and why you see O in Ireland so much more than in Scotland, where they're both Gaelic-speaking, yet one preferred one way and the other. In Ireland, you actually see the mix. You see Macs and O's. 
but in Scotland, the O's are rare. Now, if you want to go find out more about why, how that developed and why the O is rare in Scotland, you can go back to that episode. I can't remember the, the number of it. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes below, but it's Mac versus O is the name. I always try to title my episodes very descriptively. So how far back did the Obiolan name go as a, as a name for the kindred? Well, we don't know. Like I said, they're not a very well-known name or a well-studied or well-recorded group. Now, I did see in one of the things I was reading about this uh, speculation about a Canale-Owen connection. So we're talking about the Enail kindred, so the ruling, the dominant kindred of Northern Ireland. You, and, and you had the Canale-Owen uh, represent, and they became basically the O'Neills. And then you had Canale-Connell, which became the O'Donnells, who are the kings of Tyrconnell. And they're both very dominant clans in Northern Ireland. And so there's some speculation about a connection between, between Canal Owen and the Obiolans that were connected to Applecross, a, a holy site on the western coast of Northern Scotland. Right, so there you go. It's kind of hard if you don't have a map of Scotland memorized, and I, I apologize if that was confusing, jumping back and forth with those place names there. But... Um, yeah, it, it helps sometimes if you have a map and you can look at this and maybe I will turn this into a YouTube episode. If so, I will post it in the Scottish Clans Facebook group and let everybody know when I have visual aids to go along with this. It might make it a little bit easier. All right, uh, so let's move on to the second clan that we see coming out. And this one, I'm, I'm skipping out of the, the native Gallic aristocracy of Scotland and we're going to go to these incomers, with meaning the Normans, but specifically, so the Normans are a kind of an umbrella term. They brought in different groups. When William the Conqueror conquered England, William the Duke of Normandy, when he came and conquered England, he there were people fighting for him that we always just throw into, lump them up with the Normans, but they are actually not really Normans. Some of them are Bretons from Brittany, and that would include the Stuarts and the Elliots. But we'd also ha- he also had with him some Flemish knights. And also the people from Flanders, uh, the Flemish, were also coming into Scotland later on, also as merchants. So we see that double there. But one of these Flemish knights was named Freskin. Now he, because he was, a, he was trusted by the King of Scots, was placed, now this is the 1100s, and he's placed up in the northern Scot- Scottish realm or or region, or it was an earldom, or more meridom. It's northern Scotland. It was the, if you know where the Murray Firth is, it's just the land south of the Murray Firth, and that the big area there called, and that's what's called Murray. And they place him up there, and he has two groups that descend from, two clans that, we, that descend from him. You have the Sutherlands, and you have the Murrays. So, and the Murrays, so this group, this clan was originally called de Moravia. All of their, the, the line from Freskin, and you have different branches of it, but they styled themselves de Moravia, or of Murav. Murav is how it sounds in Gaelic. Murray is how we've brought it into English. And so that was the original. So you could, you could say that the surname Murray or the clan Murray, that was the original name of the family. Yet 
I do believe it was the senior line that become the Earls of Sutherland. So we see that the Earls of Sutherland grow out, and, and then the kindred becomes a clan, and they take the name of Sutherland, but they come out of the kindred who were originally known as Murray, and the junior line of which keeps the name Murray. Now, the Murrays would become very powerful themselves, but they, they hold on to that, that surname that indicates the land of their origins. Yet even though the name is Gallic, they are descended from this Flemish knight named Freskin. All right, so we see another example of a clan coming out of an earlier clan name. In that case, we have a much better understanding of who the Murrays were and this line of people descended from Freskin that the Sutherlands come out of than we do the Obiolans. All right, now let me go to the third example here. We have uh, Dr. Martin McGregor, and I have his... PhD thesis, and I've read, I've actually read a chunk of it recently, and I was focusing on the origins of the McGregors. Now, if you're a McGregor and you're listening to this, if you if you're new to this, if you're not new to this podcast, you've heard me say this before, and it's it's kind of old news. But if you're new to this podcast, I'm going to say something that might rile you up a little bit, and it's okay because I'm out of punching distance right now, anyway. What, what, I'm, what doctor, this, I'm not just making this up. This is Dr. Martin and any other scholar. Very few scholars accept the lineage, of, the claimed lineage that the McGregors come from Kenneth McAlpin. And the Surreal Mogram, the, the Gallic motto that's on their crest saying, Royal is my race or Royal is my blood, because we descend from the McAlpin house. Very, very few scholars accept that. Now, one theory that Dr. McGregor puts forward, among other possibilities, is that the McGregors may be a junior branch of a previous kindred by the name of MacAlpin, and that would be somebody down the line a little ways who didn't know as much about the MacAlpin, but knew about the name, was like, oh, well, yeah, we have a famous king, Kenneth MacAlpin, and clearly they were descended from that line there, but actually this group of MacAlpins were descended from an Alpin that was not in any way connected to that that royal house. At least not, it wasn't the actual, they're not descended from the Alpin that was Kenneth's dad. Let's just say that. They, they may have been connected, but they don't descend from him, and that's not where the name comes from. That would be a little bit early for having a clan name to descend clear from there. It's not impossible but most of the clan names, like I mentioned earlier, that we recognize today come from much later than that. Much later, that would have been the early 800s. Now, in Ireland, that's a little bit more common for them to know about all the different clans and stuff. They're a little bit more well-documented for that time period. In Scotland, that's a little early. So the McGregors may have descended from an McAlpin kindred, separate Alpin, who held power in the Glenorchy area. Now, one of the things that he he um, theorizes about is that the Campbell, the Campbell line, especially the Campbells of Lacha, possibly married an heiress of the senior line of the McAlpins, and therefore they came to dominate in the Glenorchy area, whereas the McGregors were an actual junior branch of the, this McAlpin powerful family in that area, That, but that kind of fizzled out. Now, when I was reading that, I actually thought of a comparison to that. The McFarlands, who were actually, coincidentally, allies to the McGregors, 
they ended up on the same side in several of their very local fights, including the one where the McGregors became outlawed. The the McFarlands descend from a junior line of the House of Lennox, the Earls or the early Mormares of Lennox. Yet the senior line, the Stuarts had married into that. So when the male line of the, the male succession ran out in that senior line of the Earls of Lennox, Theoretically, that junior line, which the McFarlands represented, should have taken that, should have been the heiress to that. Yet, the Stuarts, who had married the heiress of the senior line, they also, because they were the, the king at the time was a Stuart, so you know that they're going to win that fight. Anyway, a similar setup, and you have the McGregors being a junior line of that earlier kindred and came to take an, a different name. Now, this this tradition of taking a different name, of having, having the, the, the parent kindred, having one name, like McAlpin, yet a junior line takes the name of a subsequent great person in that family and calls him by a different name, in this case McGregor, we see that repeated in other instances. With the McDonald's, they have a couple of different groups that are branches of the McDonald's, Yet they choose to go by a separate name, and this, the example I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of two examples actually. The earliest of these examples are the McAllisters of the Loop. The McAllisters are actually McDonald's, but at a very, very early, very close to the top, very close to the Donald. In fact, the son of Donald, the eponym from whom the McDonald's take their name, one of his sons is Alistair Moore. And from here, him, we have the McAllister. So you see very close to the, to the root of that tree, you have this line that breaks off. And they begin, instead of using the name McDonnell, they use the name McAllister. And so they became that clan. So the McAllisters actually come out of the McDonald's. Another example, very similar with the McDonald's, very similar to that of the McAlpins and the junior line branching off and using a different name, is the, are the McGeans of Ardenmerkin. So they, and this is a little bit, um, a little bit, not way farther down, but a little bit farther down the, the pedigree chart from Donald and Alistair Moore. So the, the, Alistair Moore is a brother of Angus Moore, or great, great or Angus Senior, or great Angus. It can mean senior or great. Um, you have, one of his sons was Johan Sprangach, and he was granted lands in Ardnamurchan, and his line take the name of Johan, or Macian. It's the same name. Ian, Yoin, um, you can ask somebody who's fluent in Gaelic to explain all that stuff. That's not my realm. But that's for that branch. So instead of using the name McDonnell, they, and even though they are McDonald's, they use the name McKeon of Ardnamurkin. And I don't know about the whole clan, but the McDonald's of Glencoe, they're chiefs also from a different John, which is the Gaelic version is Ian or Yoin. They, they also use the term McKeon to style the, the chiefly line of the McDonald's of Glencoe. So you, have, you see you have these different branches of clans breaking off and then adopting a different name, and this is a common thing. And in this case, you know very well the, from where the, the McKeons of Ardnamurchan or the McAllisters of the Loop, where they break off, because they break off from this very powerful and well-documented family of McDonald's. But in the case of the McGregors breaking off of possibly a clan named McAlpin, you, it's not as well-documented. And in the case of the Rosses, breaking, coming, growing out of the kindred called Obiolan, we don't know much about the Obiolans either. 
So there's this, the way that this phenomenon works. The next example that I want to share with you is the, we're going to talk about the traditional origin legend of the Macintoshes. If we accept the traditional origin legends of the Macintoshes, they are originally Macduffs. They claim to be descended from a Shaw Macduff who, one of these rebellions up in the north of Scotland from the line, the, the, the Murrays, the, the, the province of Murray, where also in some records is actually styled as a, as a king, as a kingdom. So you have the Macintoshes, descended from Shaw Macduff, who was after a failed rebellion by the people of Murray. They're planted up north and like Freskin de Moravia and given lands and possessions and titles up there, and from him descend the Macintoshes, or son of the Thane, or the, the chieftain, Tosh, Tishach, or Toshich. So they claim descent from him. Now, if we keep on going with the traditional view, we have, so the Macintoshes coming out of the Macduffs, but then we also have clans growing out of the Macintoshes. You have the Farkersons and the McThomases and the Shaws, all claiming to have their roots in the Macintoshes. Now, that's one theory, and, and the Macintosh, or the Farkersons, the McThomases, and the Shaws growing out of the Macintoshes, that's pretty legit. What's not as well accepted by the scholarly community is that the Macintoshes do indeed descend from the Macduffs. Alison Cathcart and if you want to listen to an interview I did with her, she's a professor at the University of Strathclyde, at least at the time of this recording, she mentioned in her book Kinship and Clientage that this whole story of Angus Macintosh, the sixth chief, marrying Eva, the heiress to the Clan Hatton chiefly line, and therefore obtaining the leadership of the Clan Hatton, that that's actually a story to explain how the Macintoshes, who were originally... Who, actually a junior line of Clan Hatton, explain how they become dominant over senior lines like the McPhersons. Okay, so now we've introduced another introduced another clan. We have the Clan Hatton. Now we know a lot about the Macduffs. They were the first Mormares or Earls of Fife. They're very close connected too, and that's a clan that can actually claim descent from this McAlpin line of this, where we had the fusion of the Pictish and the the Dalriatic royal lineages, they actually do come out of that. And that's fairly well known, and, the, and they are a fairly well known clan, but less, much less well known as Clan Hatton. If you go back early enough, it wasn't just a confederation of clans like we like to talk about today. It was an actual conventional clan, and they were they're very connected to Ard Hatton Priory, and probably put in a position, in a lay leadership position of that priory by the MacDougals, the Lords of Lorne, very powerful before the Scottish Wars of Independence. And so you have this clan that takes their name from, rather than a, an ancestor, they take their name from this, this priory or this holy spot that's dedicated or connected to this, this holy man from where Hatton comes. Anyway, and so you have this clan named Clan Hatton. Not a lot known about the original clan other than the McPhersons, the McPhails, and the McBeans are literal descendants of them. Like Allison Cathcart likes to say, Allie, Allie is, is what she actually goes by. Dr. Allie Cathcart, she says that probably the Macintoshes were a junior line of Clan Hatton, so they're actually connected there. So we have this original clan, not a lot known about it, except for where they came out of and how they got their name. 
but then we have these other clans emerging and developing out of this this earlier clan. It's kind of mysterious. Now, if we go back to the Macduffs, we actually have two clans that have a very solid basis or a claim to descend from these Earls of Fife, these early Earls of Fife. These two clans are the Weems and the Scrimgours. And I don't know what a lot to say that the, the Weems claim descent from one of the early Macduff chiefs. If you want to read about them, John Bannerman did a great work called Macduff of Fife. I think that's the name of it. Um, anyway, it's got, he's, he did a very exhaustive, the most detailed work I've ever seen on the Macduffs and their lineage and, and all that. But the Weems claim descent, as do the Scrimgours. And that, that they are the, the representatives of that early line. So, and I already mentioned um, the McAllisters and coming out, McAllisters and McIans coming out of the McDonald's. One branch of the McDonald's that I did not mention are the McDonald's of Clan Ranald. And it's interesting that their chief of that is also refer, always referred to as a captain instead of a chief. Nevertheless, they were a branch of Clan Donald, became very powerful in their own right. And they come out of, so they're a branch of the McDonald's, yet they descend from, the, a Mac, from good John of Isla marrying Anya McRory. Now the McRory's, like I mentioned earlier, are one of the clans that descend from Summerled. She's ve- they were very powerful in the, up until the 1300s, and they, they waned. And the, the line runs out, the chiefly line runs out in this heiress, and she marries good John of Isla the Lord of the Isles, and from her descend Clan Ranald and, and a couple other branches. And so really what you have, the Clan Ranald branch of the McDonald's, is a reincarnation of the McRory's or a rebranding. So now they go by Clan Ranald or the McDonald's of Clan Ranald, yet their lands were those of the McRory's, and most of their clansmen that would come from those lands would have originally been McRory's. So that's an interesting concept. Now, um, I'm, I'm going to save a couple more examples for the next episode, and I'm going to break it off right there. But next episode, we'll, we'll maybe talk about a couple other examples of clans that came from earlier lineages or sprouted out. Sometimes they were mysterious. Sometimes they were very well documented. Um, I'm just going to do a kind of a recap of what we covered, the different clans and where they came from. And then I'll mention what we're going to cover next time and what you can expect. So the first clan, the first example of this concept that we mention is the Clan Ross coming out of the Obiolans that were established in, the, in became the Earls of Ross, the first one being of that line being Farrakhar MacIntaggart. The, the Clan Sutherland comes out of a kindred that styled themselves of Murray. The Murray, the Clan Murray would continue that name and yet the the Sutherlands would grow would come out of the senior line of that group, but would adopt the name Sutherland when they become the Earls of Sutherland. And that earldom would later pass into other hands, yet the original line was descended from this Freskin who was given lands in Murray, and so you have this kindred known styled as de Moravia or of Murray, or Murav in Gallic. All right. The other example we talked about was the Professor Martin McGregor and his theory that the McGregors are actually, rather than in a, a complete lineal descent from the early, early, early kings of Alaba via Kenneth MacAlpin, 
that they're actually descended from a McAlpin kindred, but not the same Alpin. And they may have descended from a junior line while the Campbells married the heiress of the senior line. And there you have a connection between the Campbells and the McGregors at a very early stage. The next example we mentioned was that were the Macintoshes, the traditional narrative that they actually come out of the Macduffs, the first Mormares or Earls of Fife, very, very actually connected very closely to the um, the the kings of Alaba, and so very closely related to them, and, and later possessed the right to crown, put the crown on the head of the the rightful king. Yet, that traditional narrative is rejected by some scholars, including Dr. Ali Cathcart, who says that they are actually a junior branch of the Clan Hatton. And the Clan Hatton, like the Obiolans, being a very um, kind of mysterious, I'd like to use that word. There's not a lot we know about them. We know where they come from. Ard Hatton Priory come from a kindred that was named after their connection with that. And maybe the whole story of Angus McIntosh, the, sh- the sixth McIntosh chief, marrying Eva, the heiress to Clan Hatton, and therefore obtaining the dominance within that group of clans, being a an explanation of how you get a junior branch being dominant in there. Um, the, the Another thing that makes that just a little bit less likely, that they were descended from Shaw Macduff, and that they married into the ruling family and uh, and became heirs to the leadership of Clan Hatton. One thing that makes that a little bit less likely, I didn't mention before, was that they, in this, especially at this early of a date, yes, an heiress, titles and lands can be inherited through the female line, but usually, usually not the leadership of the clan. So th- that's another thing that makes it, at, at this time period, more unlikely is that they didn't marry in and then obtain the leadership. They, they could have inherited clan, or lands and titles, but probably not the leadership of the kindred. What's better documented and was fairly con- uh, were fairly confident with is that the Farkersons, McThomases, and Shaws are three clans that actually evolve out of the McIntosh clan. So the clans that begin and move out, obtain different names and different identities, be- become their own clans, that's kind of the, the theme that we're going with here. Now, if we reject the the whole Macintosh is descended from Shaw McDuff story, two clans that do descend from the McDuffs are the Weems and the Scrimgours. Running with McDonald's, we talk about branches that form their own identity. Yes, we, it's well known that they are coming out of the McDonald's, who, are, unlike the Obiolans and the McAlpins, are a very well-documented kindred and lineage, but clans that come out of there and obtain their own, different, a different name, but um, but uh, still coming out of them and the, their own identity and their own existence are the Mac, the McAllisters of the Loop, as well as the McKeans of Arden American. And conversely, we have the McRorys through an heiress becoming basically McDonald's of Clan Ronald. Um. That, that's that's the wrap-up of what we covered. Now, I will, next episode, mention maybe a couple more examples of this, but then also go into why I think this is an interesting concept for us to understand as we learn how clans in Scotland evolved and developed and became what we recognize them as today. So if you found any value in this, please, the, the, the easy stuff, the free stuff you can do is you can like or subscribe or, or share on whatever platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Podbean or Spotify or 
Google, whatever the Google version of that, I can't remember the name. There's always a way to, to follow or subscribe or whatever from, from those platforms. In the case of those ones that do offer a way of leaving feedback, please feel free to do that. Rate it, leave comments. I'd love to hear your feedback and, and anything that I can do to make the show better. I'd love to hear it. If you want to get like a lengthy feedback and you want to give me some details or you want to give me suggestions or ask further questions, you can reach out to me at thescottishclans at gmail.com. And if you would like to jump on our Facebook, we've got a Facebook group, very active, very awesome discussions happening over there, Scottish Clans. That's what it's called. It's on Facebook. But please, yes, share this with somebody that you think might be interested. Think of all the people that you know that have a Scottish last name. Do you know anybody last name starts with Mac? They might be Irish, but but they're, uh, they're, they could be Scottish too. Share it with them anyway. They might be interested even if it is an Irish last name. Share it with people. Now, if you're really feeling feeling appreciative of what, what we got going on here, go to scottish-clans.com forward slash team and contribute however little or much you feel like. Uh, any, any donations are appreciated there. And thanks again for listening. Marshan Leiv and Drasta.